When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to episode 34 of the Yenzers podcast. I'm Samantha James, along with my co-host, Morgan Erso, and Jordan DeFitt. It's been a long day, everybody. It's been a long weekend. Listen, you just introduced us about as well as the Steelers played last night. So it's, it's appropriate. Let's just mm-hmm. roll with it. Uh, Listen, let's we roll with it. Mergen are, This is Mor- Mergen and Jurgen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no E's in my name, so whatever you want to call me, that's who I am. Samurtha. <laughs> yeah, Samurtha. that works. This is wow. where we're at tonight. I hate us. We <laughs> are emotionally unwell, as you guys can tell. Yeah. We are not ready to talk about the season being over for starters and the ending of the Big Ben era. Mm. So I don't know how around the 412 shot their episode last night. Like Zach and Tyler, props to y'all because I don't know how you stomached through sitting through that game and then having to relive it immediately following. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't even have a chance to develop PTSD at that point. It's just like repeat so trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I, are they still alive? Are they with us? Someone check no. on Zach They Tyler. passed on. I actually okay. haven't checked on them today, so. Yeah. <laughs> questionable. I did, I did talk to Smitty today, so. Okay. Okay. He, he's alive. Tyler's questionable. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. All right, yeah, let's, do, let's do a quick game recap, um, starting with how T.J. Watt gave us hope. Um, gave us so much hope. Gave us yeah. so much hope. It, it was unfair. Listen, it was mm-hmm. so wrong. The audacity of that team to come mm-hmm. out like they did, not the mm-hmm. offense, like Fuck the offense, but like the defense coming out the way that they did so dominant in that Mm -hmm. first quarter. I mean, who had TJ Watt scoring the first touchdown of the game? Who had that? Of his career. Like, yeah. Technically, Morgan, you said last week the defense would have to score for us to win. Um, So not (laughs) exactly wrong, but they needed to score more. 
for us to but win. But it's the perfect example of what of what we mean by saying like yeah. the audacity because yeah. that was one thing that absolutely needed to happen to walk away mm-hmm. with the W last night in Kansas City and it was the first thing that happened. And the defense looked so dominant against mm-hmm. this, you know, oppressive Chiefs offense. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. minute. Something ain't mm-hmm. right. Like, yeah. let's let's sit around and, like, process this right now. Because I was sitting there with the falsest of hope. Mm-hmm. I think we, I all, think we all were. Because yep. Jordan and I were talking about this, like, 10 minutes ago. What the Steelers do is they make it so that you go in with zero expectations, always zero expectations. If yep. the expectation, though, is you expect to lose, I feel like nine times out of ten, you walk away with the win and you're like, how? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. did that just happen? That is the Steeler M.O. So kind of last night, we all went in with zero expectations, but those mm-hmm. of us with expectations expected the loss. Yeah. And then TJ Watt comes barreling in his defensive player of the year ass, making his statement. And you're like, okay, this is going to be a typical Steelers. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to lose and then we're going to win and it's going to be amazing. And Ben's going to go out in a blaze of glory and we're going to win the Super Bowl. Jerome Bettis yep. style, not Dan Marino. Yep. And then the, the next rest of the game quarters. happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it so, just was unbelievable. Oh. Like the, and with the offense playing as poorly as they did, it was just a matter of time before the defense started getting gashed, and Patrick Mahomes just dissected them and right. took advantage of their weaknesses. Like Clyde Edwards-Alaire was out, but Jarek McKinnon was just like, "I'll do whatever I want. I am gonna look like I am." Uh, pro bowl all pro level running back and it's like who are you why does this keep happening oh that's right our offense sucks and then our defense gets gassed and then this is the result because Mm -hmm. that the tj watt touchdown really was kind of the only highlight of the only the game quite literally Mm -hmm. who do you guys blame for how bad the offense was. I know that it's not, in my opinion, one particular area. We can point fingers a lot of places. Um, Morgan, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I think at the end of the day, receivers didn't make plays. The offensive line screwed us phenomenally, as did Ben in some areas. And we can Mm -hmm. chalk a lot of those miscommunications, the misreads on route running, um, and the, you know, quite honestly, what looked like not hearing audibles or when Ben would call an audible at the line, I don't think the receivers heard it. We can chalk that up to Arrowhead. We can chalk that up to the atmosphere at Arrowhead, Mm -hmm. which any player will tell you it's arguably the toughest place to play outside Mm -hmm. of Seattle. So Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of miscommunications like that. And I, I attribute a lot of that to the the noise of the crowd. I do. Mm -hmm. I genuinely do. Yes, there were receiver drops. That happens, though, and it has been happening. I think at the end of the day, the one consistent thing that has been immeasurably despicable this year. I cannot trash. Horrendous, heinous, disgusting, like inexcusably terrible is the play calling. 
Yeah. Yep. And that comes down yeah. to Matt Canada. That falls solely at the feet of Matt Canada. And you can tell me that Matt couldn't open up his uh, allegedly amazing playbook because of Ben, but I don't buy it because every single time we go no huddle and Ben is calling the plays, maybe not every single time, nine times out of 10, a majority of the time when Ben is calling the plays, that's when stuff happens. That's Mm -hmm. when shit gets done on that offense. We can blame the line. Yes, they are at fault. We can blame Ben. Yes, sometimes he is at fault. The receivers, absolutely, sometimes they're at fault. Najee wasn't finding the same holes and fighting for the same yardage that he normally does. It was an all-around offensive failure. It was a failure on every level. But when when a company fails, you look at the guy in charge. Who is in charge of that offense? It is Matthew Canada. And if he is not fired, it's, it is Mike Tomlin and the Rooney family and what's left of Kevin Colbert's job. It is a, an absolute, what is the word I'm looking for? Indictment on their ability Mm -hmm. to turn this team around and to do their job, quite frankly, because if their job is to win, we know why the offense was so stagnant, anemic. I, all of these words like don't even do it justice because that right. was just a pathetic showing all the way around. Matt so Canada, bad. Matt Canada, one hundred percent is to blame. Well, and it makes I, it hard I, to trust the organization because, like Jordan said last week, it's like when you see like okay, like the TJ Watt play, it gives you that little glimmer of hope, and you're like, these players yeah. really want it. They're showing you that they want it it gives you this like false sense of reality that all of them wanted this bad. And then you put these inept coaches in place. And then you're telling us as the fans at the beginning of the season, Oh, we're all in. This is our season. And it's like, right. Again, where? Yeah, I I would even tack on to Matt Canada. Like, I think that it's a three-ring circus of blame that falls on his shoulders, Mike Tomlin's shoulders, and Kevin Colbert's shoulders. Because they they knew the team that they were dealing with. And it felt like they were always trying to, instead of – make up for the weaknesses on the team, because that's always the argument you get whenever you're like, Matt Canada is ass as an offensive coordinator. People are like, well, he's not out there throwing the ball. He's not out there dropping passes. He's not holding false start, not able to block. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But at a certain point, you have, you just have to look at the big picture and take everything into account because People's argument was, well, this team shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Just be grateful they're there. Okay, why is that something that we're good with? Like, well, we weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. Right. You're saying that like it's a good thing. We weren't supposed to be in the playoffs because we're not a very good team. Right. And look at at the things that are factoring into that. Kevin Colbert made really no effort to do anything to the offensive line to protect the quarterback that's pushing 40 that he brought back 
He put cap space towards bringing mm-hmm. Ben back, limited. And I'm I'm glad that Ben was able to go out this season, not last season, the way that last season ended. I feel like this, the last several games of this season, as stressful as they were, gave him the send-off he deserved. But they just the, – the decisions that they made from an outsider's perspective just consistently contradicted one another – and yeah. instead of addressing issues, like Ben running the plays, he knows what his weaknesses are. He right. knows what he can do and what he can't do. Right. And it seemed like Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin at every turn were like, what do you mean? You can do it. Just yeah. keep trying to do the jet sweep. Just keep trying to do the the um, dinky like the screen wild, pass like on third and Like the wildcat with Randy Feitner. It's like, it, it just... <sighs> You get PTSD now from these these plays, and you're like, I never want to see those again. I never want to see right. them again, ever, right. mm-hmm. on my screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, again, you're building this offense. It should have been built around your 40-year-old quarterback, not the other way around, because, again, he knows what he's capable of. We know what he's capable of. Yep. Bad stuff. It, it is just an organizational failure from the mm-hmm. top down. It really, yeah. really is. And – Yes, absolutely blame can go around. Yes. I am not saying it is only Matt Canada's fault. Right. It's not. It's not. Every single person on that offense, Ben included, Deontay included, failed at one Mm -hmm. point or another this season and enough to matter. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the guy – who is calling the plays, he's the one we hold responsible. And when the Mm -hmm. offense is not clicking or the plays seem asinine, they make zero sense. Talk to me about a jet sweep on third and one. Oh, my God. Not (sighs) once, not twice, several times this season. Never worked. Mm -hmm. When we have a guy who is making routine play calls – like that and routinely failing Mm -hmm. you can say we're doing the routine things routinely mike if the if routine means failing that's what that's what they're doing what's the definition of insanity again right like we can speak in tomlinisms this entire episode and Mm -hmm. use them against him because it's like like last last night before the game he was like we're not we haven't been focused on them as in Kansas City, we've been focused on what we do. And I'm like, you played them already. Focus yeah. on them. Because if yep. you're focusing right. on us, time. it didn't work last time. They showed you. The league showed you how to beat Kansas City this year. They yep. showed you. And you failed to pay attention to that. Failed to put a game plan mm-hmm. together to follow that blueprint. Again, silver platter. Yeah. And can we just talk Nationals, for a second about his comment? Platter, like, hello? Yeah, like his his comment right after on. the game about how game plans are irrelevant. Like Right. Uh um yeah, if, Ooh, yeah. if execution is the one and only issue that you have in the game, then maybe you can get away with saying well game plans are irrelevant if you can't execute. But to yes. go out there and say well game plans are irre- irrelevant and that's kind of like a full stop thing for him, like isn't that, oh, I don't know, 90% of your job? 
to yeah. game plan for your opponent. Yeah. What are you doing? And again, we've been saying this all season long, all season long. None of us are calling for Art Rooney to fire Tomlin. Right. We just want some accountability because yeah. as long he's getting lazy and arrogant because he thinks that he's untouchable. All of these issues, it just keeps coming back to them being like, well, we can get away with whatever. Right. And that's what it seems like. If, if that's not the case, then prove us wrong, Mike. Send out yeah. a team who belongs in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Send out a team who can win in the playoffs. The last freaking time you won in the playoffs was six years ago. Right. Like, that's unacceptable. Unacceptable, especially when the continuous showing that you're giving us in the regular season is so just like schizophrenic in nature. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no consistency in this team. 11 whatsoever. and 0, and then just fell off the cliff. It's like they just but ran off that, the cliff to their death. It's right. And even that 11 and 0, I mean, we, we got offended when everyone said, oh, they're a Mickey Mouse 11 and 0 team. But we really were. Like, they really mm -hmm. were. There we was had, no win. There we was had blinders on. We just yes. had blinders on. We couldn't there was, see. Yes. There was one win that was convincing. Mm -hmm. One win. There were maybe two wins this year that were convincing, and both of them came against the Browns. So what does that really mean? What does it really mean? I don't mean? know. We, we should ask Joe Thomas. We should ask Joe Thomas <laughs> because, you know, he has Do great... you think he'll give us participation trophies? I don't know, but I want one if he has one. So. If he, he has one, I want any. one. He doesn't have any. He yeah. was talking about them last night, so I really want one. Joe, mm -hmm. Joe shout out to you, Joe. Act like you've been there Oh wait, mm -hmm. you haven't. You buddy. haven't seeing former Steelers players drag his ass all the way to Twitter today too, <laughs> and Nate Washington today even yes. was like, "I know he's not going to respond to this, and I'm going to say it anyways." And I'm just like, "Yes, that is the I energy I am here for because you suck." I love you that. If you're going to be a troll, then just brace for the responses. Own the fact that you're being a troll. Don't worst try fan to base, worst players. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he really had the audacity today to drag Mason Rudolph into it. And listen, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not the biggest Mason Rudolph fan. I, I really hope he's not our quarterback next year. But Joe yeah. was like, good luck winning five games with Mason Rudolph as your quarterback. I'm like, Seneca Wallace. Joe played yeah, with like list. 19 mm -hmm. different quarterbacks in a 10-year career. And 19 yeah. is probably low, to be quite honest with you. And the best of yeah. them was... Derek Anderson? Yeah. Who's that? Dude. The most consistent. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. What a mess. At least we're not Cleveland, I guess. Oh. All right. Also, yeah, Pay Baker. Cleveland, Pay Baker. Please, Pay Baker. Is, he is you your guys, savior. Yes. Pay I read the six. Yeah. Definitely. Pay Baker. Pay Baker. Let's talk mm -hmm. about what Ben Roethlisberger has mm -hmm. meant to this organization start with you Jordan oh man um he's just so special and so here's the thing people get people get very hypercritical and judgmental with Ben and I'm not going to speak to his past in his personal life I have no idea what actually happened what none I know now, do. yeah, none of us know. I know he was an idiot and he was probably an asshole. And 
the really cool thing about a quarterback being with a team for as long as he, and it's even weird to potentially speak about him in past tense being with the Steelers, but for as long as he was with the Steelers, we not only grew up with him as our quarterback, but we watched him grow up too. Right. And to, to see him grow into uh, a man with all of his flaws and potential desire to have attention. Um, like he, he just became such a rock solid leader of this organization. And whenever you become the youngest quarterback in the NFL history it, to, to win a Super Bowl, obviously that's going to, going to do some stuff and you never know what kind of leader that type of player is going to become right and he he just grew into such a a teammate Mm -hmm. such a consummate teammate and like he not only that but he was just so fun to watch like in his prime oh my goodness the his mobility for his size was so unique and like Josh Allen has some shades of that but he's not nearly as big as Ben and like I I I just feel like with with him at quarterback we're never really going to see that type of thing again at least with the Steelers and going from Terry Bradshaw having decades of quarterbacks kind of coming in and out and then just sort of not stumbling upon Ben because we took him in the first round, but because Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning were both in that draft class, he was just like an afterthought. And there was so much controversy. I remember watching it with the – Eli Manning, like saying, oh, I'm yeah. not going to play for the Chargers. There was there was just so much shrouding that draft that Ben was just he kind of flew in under the radar. But that was his whole career. He yeah. he was constantly just playing and playing well, and it didn't really matter what people were saying or weren't saying about him. He showed up and did his job and did it damn well. And. I, it, that that kind of consistency, like we rag on the Browns, but seriously, like looking at other organizations and mm-hmm. even Tom Brady, he's not in New England anymore. He left. Right. He right. he went somewhere else because of money, because he, for whatever reason, the fact that Ben played out his career in Pittsburgh is also really special because there is something about Pittsburgh that just really appreciates that. And that that's just gonna go down in lore forever and yeah i i do it's the right thing he needs to retire um it's best for him it's best for the team but oh my god it he's gonna be so missed so missed try not to get emotional because the past three games watching Ben play have been emotional for me and I can like mm-hmm. hear myself I can if feel you make coming. me cry don't talk to me for three days <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm really sorry. I hope I'm not going to. Like you can see it in my eyes. Like they're. I they're know. Um, I I'm emotional in general. Like I'm an emotional human. I cry like at, at nothing. So, you know, take everything I say right now with a grain of salt. But um, Ben is the reason I love football. Like he mm-hmm. is the reason that I'm here. He's the reason I'm doing this with y'all. Like he taught me this game. I hate that I'm getting emotional. Um, but you know, I've seen him play in person so many times. I've seen him in Super Bowls. I've met Ben. I met Ben in Scottsdale in 2009, right after we won the Super Bowl, right after we won the Super Bowl. And I had been in Tampa for that game. And you can say what you want about Ben that year. He was super nice to me, super respectful Mm -hmm. to me. Um, and you know, this was right among the whole time where all of those allegations came out. So mm-hmm. like Jordan said, none of us were there. So I'm not going to speak on that. But what I can speak on is my personal experience with him, which was extremely positive. Mm-hmm. Um, he had people all around him and was nothing but nice to all of them. Um, so I can't speak on that. But he's the reason I love football. Like he's my quarterback. He's been my only mm-hmm. quarterback. I yeah. used to love college football. I don't love college football anymore, but I have been an NFL fan for my entire life. And a majority of that time it's been Ben. He taught me. um, He's the reason I went into sports reporting because I love this game so much. He taught me about, you know, the cerebral aspects of the game and the, you know, everything that's so the fact that it can be done in such an ugly way the fact that it can be done in such a it it can look like you're fumbling around and you don't know what you're doing but you're just gonna make something happen and Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have to be pretty and that's what Ben Mm -hmm. said about his entire career like it wasn't always pretty it was very rarely pretty but we got the wins we made we made stuff happen we won in the big moments the moments that mattered and I feel like if we can take anything away from Ben Roethlisberger's career other than, you know, his loyalty to the city of Pittsburgh and the Steelers and all of that, it's that I don't think we have to make, we don't have to hold ourselves to a standard of doing something that makes, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't have to hold ourselves to a standard of making sure that every time we do something, we're doing it perfectly. And let's mm-hmm. not be too hard on ourselves. As long as we're working our asses off and trying really hard for the people around us, for our teammates, wherever we work, Mm -hmm. whatever we're doing for our family. I think that's what matters because at the end of the day, all Ben ever did was fight. Like all he ever did was fight to win in these games. So I think that, you know, him as a player, as a quarterback, as a leader, like Jordan said, his growth that we witnessed, literally witnessed year after year, Mm -hmm. but growing into a better individual a better player, a better leader, a captain, like a real captain, not just because he's a quarterback, because he's an actual leader. I think that's so special. And it teaches us stuff Mm -hmm. about football as fans, but it also teaches Mm -hmm. us stuff about life and how we should approach certain situations. And I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's like this incredible role role model. But what I am saying is if you look at his career, use that as a way to like kind of guideline of yeah, like yeah. it doesn't always have to be pretty. You don't always have to be doing right. it how someone else tells you to do it. But, right. you know, 
he's the reason that I'm here, that I know you guys, that I know like all of I think Steelers that's Twitter the most and- incredible thing mm-hmm. when you think about it is like football brought us together. Ben yeah. Roethlisberger, in a sense, like whether you love yeah. him or you hate him or, you know, you can't wait for him to retire or you're crying like we are because we, you know, we know that he has to and it still sucks. And, but we are here because of football and that is something that is mm-hmm. special. It's a special right. bond. And, and, you know, Ben is not the reason I love the game of football, but he is the mm-hmm. reason that I fell in love with it. 100%. Right. There will never yeah. be another quarterback like him ever. Right. Right. And we got to witness that. That's freaking awesome. It was so special. Seasons. Yeah. It really seasons. is. Unreal. All right. Let's, we're going to drink to that because Ben cheers is just. Ben. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Ben. Chug this whole yep. thing. <laughs> Get it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ben. You know, um, I didn't have to really even touch on it, but that's why Juju's comments were, you know, the wide receivers want him back. Because he is a leader. And mm-hmm. even looking at the quarterback room, you want the 40-year-old quarterback back, quarterback back over what is left in that room. It's like mm-hmm. there's a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's a I reason th- that they all support yeah. him. I think yeah. that he just – his relationships, especially with Juju, because they played together the longest, but – he again he just grew into this leader and i think honestly the situation with antonio brown taught him a lot um that's not saying he's at fault for it i agree not antonio brown is off the rails but ben learned from that situation and he realized like i i want to be able to make sure that i am pouring into these guys in a way that they know i appreciate them they matter and I want to help them become better. Right. And that, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a special thing. It's really special. I think you're you're spot on with the AB yeah. stuff. Like, I think we saw the most influential or the most, um, yeah, influential change in Ben mm-hmm. after that. The real leadership happened after that AB thing went down. Ben stayed relatively silent about the whole thing. He handled that incredibly well even when his name was getting dragged through the mud his character was getting dragged through the mud um and the way that he showed up for his teammates after that um i think that spoke to big ben's character a lot more than anything else do you guys have a Mm -hmm. favorite big ben moment like does I know several are going to come that's, to mind. It's that's so hard, but I know. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much vintage Ben, right? Like my yeah. favorite moments of Ben Roethlisberger were always him scrambling outside the pocket, extending mm-hmm. the play for like yeah. 15, 18 seconds, just like trying to make something happen. You think the man is getting sacked and then he comes out the other side of what yeah. should have been a pile of defenders and he completes a pass. And you're just mm-hmm. like, how? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. like the thing that comes to mind every single time, if we're not talking about like the Super Bowl pass to Santonio, because like, yeah. Right. Him. If yeah. we're not talking about the obvious, like super, super obvious one, I would have to say in 2014, um, I think it was week eight against the Colts uh, at home in Pittsburgh, been through six touchdowns six touchdown passes for like 
520 something yards. I don't remember the exact number. The next week mm-hmm. at Heinz Field versus the Ravens. I was at this game. It was Sunday night. Six touchdown passes, 300 something yards. This man made NFL history throwing 12 touchdowns in two weeks. Mm-hmm. No one will yeah. ever do that again. Ever. Like, no one's ever going to – no one's yeah. doing that again. That man mm-hmm. is incredible. Like, he is an incredible quarterback. And we have been so spoiled fucking rotten <laughs> to have him. And I'm like – beyond. You know, maybe he should be should have been done a couple years ago nothing that happened in the past couple years is taking away from the great Mm -hmm. things that Ben Roethlisberger did he is a first ballot hall of famer Mm -hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt and no Mm -hmm. one's gonna remember these final years as oh well Ben should have walked in 2018 no one's thinking of it that way that's not what's what he's gonna be remembered for he's gonna be remembered for Mm -hmm. 12 touchdowns in two weeks. Yeah. Tom yeah. Brady hasn't done that. Tom Brady, the GOAT, has not done that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to say that too because it was just so remarkable. But I do think that – and I know that this is kind of the moment that all of the analysts and commentators have been bringing up. But it just, again, speaks to his grit and his awareness of the game and yeah. his – his ability to stick with plays until the very end, even if it wasn't his fucking job, the shoestring tackle in the yes. Indianapolis Colts divisional game in 2005, uh, 2006, um, like that, they all but won the game. They right. were down at the goal line. They were, I remember so vividly, it was a game of this guy has never, He's he hasn't ever, Jerome Bettis has never fumbled whatever they were even saying. And then he fumbled. Um, And Ben's willingness to just stick with that play until the very end. I like, I would fall asleep to the, that Super Bowl championship DVD. Like for, I I think I did it for an entire year, but I just (laughs) remember, I have it ingrained in my brain watching Ben running huge dude running down the field looking over each shoulder just continuously making sure that guy wasn't going to get past him and then when the time was right stopped him and then there was another he never moments when Mike Vanderjack whiffed the field goal but yeah it, it was just that was just the kind of player that he was and it was Oh my God. Like you know we what? wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl if he didn't do that. You know what else comes to mind when I think of Ben? Like one of the very first things that I will always remember about him is it had to have been, I believe it was it was the game 2016, early 2016 or late 2015 when Perfect hit A B, right? That game. Ooh, yeah. the and Ben what Ben left the game hurt. Right? Like Ben had gotten hurt that game. He leaves. It's Landry Jones, right? We're about to lose to the Bengals. Landry is Landry. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um it's in Cincinnati. Wait, was it in Cincinnati? Yes. Yeah. In yeah. Cincinnati. The fourth quarter starts. 
and fucking Ben in all of his glory, injured as fuck, comes out of the tunnel and that city erupts. He's like, he takes the field, comes back and we win the fucking game. That's the game that Pac-Man Jones called Joey Porter, Jerry Porter. (laughs) Oh my God. I will never forget how heroic, like, the city of Pittsburgh had to have erupted when Ben walked out on that mm-hmm. field. Because we were losing. It was Landry's game to lose at that point. They had hurt uh-huh. Ben. They had put him out of the game. Yep. And then he just... Wow. There's just comes- so many games you can pinpoint. Like, I'm thinking of one in my head right now. It's like 2015 season, I think. And we were down to the Broncos. And the second half, Ben came out and threw three touchdowns. And we won. Real. We won unanswered points. And it's like. I remember watching that game. I was in Pittsburgh at my ex-boyfriend's house. This is when. I'll tell you guys a story. (laughs) (laughs) The day I knew that I could not be with my ex-boyfriend anymore. I'm sure I told you guys this. But for those of you who haven't heard this story, we're going to talk about it again. The day I knew that it was not going to work out with this ex-boyfriend. He lived in Pittsburgh. He actually is a former Steelers player. I'll let you guys just guess who. I can't wait for this tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't playing at the time. So I'm sitting on his couch watching that game, Sam. That incredible game. Oh, my God. And he comes home from working all day at the place where he was working at the time. And the Steelers, like, had just won. And I was hype as like I wanted to go out and party I was like what do you want for dinner I'll make you a five course meal like let's do this I'm sitting there watching the final parts of the game right like the interviews he walks into this house and this man says I hope you know we're not going to be one of those families that watches the Steelers every Sunday oh boy like a ton of bricks I'm like the past two years of my life have been an entire waste get out I know this is your house but get out like I you don't live here anymore (laughs) this is my house now I'm the captain now no that was I'm and I'm not actually kidding like it was done that that was the moment so yeah um so you guys can have some fun guessing who that was I'm not gonna tell you ever even if you guess it I'm not confirming but yeah um that was a great game. God, that was a great game. <sighs> was, wasn't yeah, it in like, it game. wasn't even the second half. That was in like the last, that it was might in, have the been the quarter. Quarter. It it might was in the last quarter. It was the fourth quarter. I just know it was something else. I just know it was at least the last half. I just know it was at least the last half, but it could yeah, have definitely it been. It was 21 unanswered points with like four minutes on the clock. Or I could seven see that. minutes on the yeah. clock or something like that. It was the it most was insane comeback I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was, I just remember sitting there being like, and this is why I have to watch the games all the way to the end, like a freaking psychopath, because Mm -hmm. I just always have, yeah, it's like, I'm just always like, okay, it's going to happen. Now it's going to happen. And then I'm just like, look, it's not happening every week. Um, Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, guys. Should we have a moment of silence? Maybe we should and do a shot. (laughs) Another yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go get my Tito's back out. Hold on, guys. Oh my gosh, she's got to get reinforcements. I already took yeah. my first one. I'm not going anywhere else. Right. Good point. No one talked to me for the rest of the night. Oh wait, you guys can't because I'm still banned from Twitter, so it's fine. That's honestly not Hashtag a bad thing. Twitter's Sam. been a mess. Yeah. I'm just gonna say my account got hacked, like uh, Troy Palmer did today. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what happened. If you to guys me. have not seen, please report. Uh, <laughs> Troy Palmer's account has been hacked. He is slinging PS5s on Twitter now. I DM'd him just to see. The guy got back to me right away. Five hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> not bad. That's all you know. I'm like, yeah, I bet Troy wants my money. Five hundred and forty dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah. hundred oh percent. All right. Anyway, moment of silence for Ben. Thank you. Seven, we love you. We love you. Uh. Everyone at home, I hope you took one with us. Yeah, shots kill COVID, right? (laughs) Yep. Uh huh. We're still going with that. Yeah, an epic career. Yep. It was so good. It was something else. I, we're never going to be able to put it into words as much as we even tried mm-hmm. tonight. Um, I'm grateful that all three of us were at Ben's last home game mm-hmm. to witness that something we're going to cherish forever. Ben's legacy is something we're going to cherish forever. So facts, facts, Ben yep. voyage. <laughs> ben voyage. All right, let's wrap this thing up guys. It's been real as always. Thank you. Stiller nation for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, be sure. If you're not already, to follow us on Twitter at Yinzers with an H and on Instagram at Yinzers Official. And don't forget to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, so we can kick it with you every single week. We will see you next Tuesday for our first off season edition of Yinzers.